Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. So just just one note on the terrorist thing. There aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people whose uh, identity have been flagged on a certain database. That's the terrorist watch list. Yeah. Um, they're spending in ways that suggest they're uh, happy with their financial circumstances. Those mushrooms are messing you up. Lesbians and deaf women wear the same clothes. Yeah, yeah, they sure do, buddy. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. More high-profile names from convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's unsealed documents expected to be released in the coming days. Yesterday, more than 100 names were made public, including former presidents Bill Clinton. Yes, I was on the sex island, but only for the snorkeling. I didn't know anything about the kid stuff. Look, 95% of what went on down there was not pedophilia. Oh, yeah? No. The other 5%, that sullied the whole operation. Yeah, it sure did, It sure did. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's producer, filling in for Howie this last day before his return on Monday. You have that to look forward to, and of course, the rest of the show to look forward to. I've changed my mind. We're not going to talk about Massachusetts here and the effort to get Trump's name removed. We'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, But I think it's just more apropos after Joe Biden has delivered this speech about January 6th and how bad Trump is and, and how much of a a loser uh, he believes him to be. And he said, what, 140 Capitol Police officers were injured that day? That's a, a very large number. I don't remember hearing that before. And he also said there are over... 1,200 or just about 1,200 people that have been arrested in connection with January 6th, 2021, 900 of them, or about 900, have been convicted, and I believe there's a combined sentence of 780 years, 787 years, I remember because he struggled with that number, he said 878 787, something stupid like that. Combined 787 years behind bars for January 6th. But there's one person who has not been charged with anything, and that is Lieutenant Byrd of the Capitol Police. The watchdog firm Judicial Watch has filed a lawsuit against the United States government on behalf of the family of Ashley Babbitt, the U.S. Air Force veteran who was shot and killed inside the U.S. Capitol by then Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Lieutenant Byrd was the man who fired his gun at Ashley Babbitt, striking her the narrative that the uh, Judicial Watch put out today, the shooting occurred at the east entrance to the Speaker's lobby after demonstrators filled the hallway outside the lobby 
two individuals in the crowded, tightly packed hallway struck and dislodged the glass panels in the lobby doors and the right door sidelight. Lieutenant Byrd, who is a U.S. Capitol Police commander and was the incident commander for the House on January 6, 2021, shot Ashley on sight as she raised herself up into the opening of the right door sidelight. Lieutenant Byrd later confessed that he shot Ashley before seeing her hands or assessing her intentions or even identifying her as female. Ashley was unarmed, her hands were up in the air, empty and in plain view of Lieutenant Byrd and other officers in the lobby. She was shot. She actually lay alive, conscious for several minutes before slipping into unconsciousness and later dying. People on the scene, witnesses yelled, you just murdered her. Lieutenant Byrd was never charged or otherwise punished or disciplined for Ashley's homicide. I've made it very clear when I've filled in the past, I don't agree with the actions uh, of Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. I don't think it was a wise decision to try to break through and crawl through uh, doors on federal grounds that were locked with armed police officers standing behind them while carrying a backpack. That's just, it's a dangerous combination. And it was extremely unfortunate that Ashley Babbitt died. But here's the thing. Lieutenant Byrd was an irresponsible police officer. We had known that very soon after uh, his name was released as the man who shot Ashley Babbitt. He had left his gun less than two years before January 6th, February 25th, 2019. He left his loaded Glock 22, the same exact gun that he used to shoot and kill Ashley Babbitt, in the bathroom of the Capitol Visitor Center complex. Lieutenant Byrd's loaded Glock was discovered during a routine security sweep later the same day. Approximately 15,000 to 20,000 people passed through the CVC, which serves as the main entrance for the visitors to the U.S. Capitol, daily during peak season, March through July. Uh, He made his blunder on February 25th of 2019. Lawmakers and staff charged with oversight of the USCP were not made aware of the incident until contacted by a reporter. However, his police powers had been revoked more than once. The lawsuit, by the way, argues that based on these prior incidents, Capitol Police, Capitol Police Board, and ultimately Congress, as Lieutenant Byrd's employer, quote, knew or should have known that Lieutenant Byrd was prone to behave in a dangerous or otherwise incompetent manner. And here is the much more troubling incident that took place involving Lieutenant Byrd and his firearm when he was off duty, mind you. The uh, summation continues, Lieutenant Byrd's police powers were also revoked for a prior off-duty shooting into a stolen moving vehicle in which the occupants were teenagers or juveniles. The stolen vehicle in question was Lieutenant Byrd's car. 
Lieutenant Bird fired multiple shots at the fleeing vehicle in a suburban area. Stray bullets from Lieutenant Bird's firearms struck the sides of homes nearby. An official investigation found that Lieutenant Bird's use of force was not justified. No kidding. As kids steal a car, they don't point a gun at him or anything, and they take off, and he shoots blindly, pretty much, at the car. I don't think he hit his own car. I don't think he hit the kids. But he did hit several houses. Now, turns out that Lieutenant Bird was not a good shot. I mean, we know that we know that from this incident now. He was not very proficient with his firearm. He was irresponsible with his firearm. And he should not be able to carry a gun to this day, based on these incidents. His police powers had been revoked on more than one occasion prior to January 6th for failing to meet or complete semi-annual firearms qualification requirements. In fact, Lieutenant Byrd had a reputation among his peers for not being a good shot. They laughed at him. He was a joke. Under U.S. Capitol Police's range management system, an officer who fails to meet firearm qualification requirements is given one week of remedial training. If the officer still fails to qualify after remedial training, police powers are then revoked until the officer qualifies. So he had his police powers revoked because he couldn't he couldn't hit the broadside of a bull in, in the with a gun, with a bullet. He couldn't do it. Two weeks, he couldn't squeeze off a shot and meet the qualifications to be a U.S. Capitol Police officer. And yet somehow, after all this, after leaving his gun in the bathroom, after failing several times his firearms qualifications process, and after off-duty an off-duty shooting at t- several teenagers in his own car that he easily could have called 911 and reported he knew that he should have known the plate numbers the description of the vehicle seems like he was close enough to uh, identify some outstanding features of these teens or juveniles suspects whatever you want to call them but instead, he chose to be trigger-happy and shoot at the car into the night, hitting people's houses with stray bullets. Now, I don't know if you're in an area where you have shootings on the streets of uh, very residential areas, and it doesn't, doesn't say exactly what area he lived in, but there were homes nearby, and he was able to shoot them. So I imagine your typical... D.C. area neighborhood. I've lived in my, I'm not going to say it. Um, my house, actually, I'll, I'll say it. When I was very young, I don't remember this, but my house was hit in a drive-by shooting on, uh, on Maxfield Street in New Bedford. And when I was a reporter in New Bedford, we reported on many shootings 
gang violence in residential areas where no suspects were hit, but plenty of homes were hit. And I believe in one occasion, a stray bullet went into a home and did injure an innocent party. It happens all the time. And that could have very well been the story with Lieutenant Byrd. Fortunately, nobody was hurt in that instance. But this guy was trigger happy and had no business carrying a firearm on January 6, 2021. Had no business being on the force, for that matter, for all of the, uh, the instances mentioned. I think uh, Tom Fitton and Ashley Babbitt's family, her husband and her estate, they've got a very good case here. This man had no business being where he was, doing what he did, and being in a position to do what he did on January 6, 2021. Joe Biden didn't mention that today. I think, let's see if we can um, pull up some old cuts, Jared, of of Lieutenant Byrd in his interview that he did. I forget with, with whom. I think it was George Stephanopoulos. 844-500-4242. Happy New Year to you. Start 2024 off right with a special treat from MyPillow. They're bringing you their biggest bedding sale ever. Right now you can get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts ever. Make your New Year's resolution to get better sleep in 2024 with MyPillow because they're extending their money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code HOWIE or call 800-658-4965 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98 while quantities last. Again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code Howie for great discounts. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Car Show. Howie Car. He's Howie Carr. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. Jared, what's today's poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is will Massachusetts be the next state to try and remove Trump from the ballot? I'm going to say no. Down to 22% who say no now. 78% think they will try. Yeah, we'll get to this story a little bit later in the show. Secretary of State Galvin says it's not going to happen. Anybody who reaches the benchmark of what they're supposed to do in order to secure a spot on the ballot will appear on the Massachusetts primary ballot. 844-500-4242. So here is uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Uh, after his name had become public and he was cleared of any wrongdoing in the uh, shooting and the murder of Ashley Babbitt, he was on NBC Nightly News, I believe, with Lester Holt. And 
He made a few statements that were very, very questionable. This is one of them. You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, the subject was sideways, and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. To fall where it did. I probably shot should not have been fired whatsoever in that circumstance. Was was that the um he shot blindly sound cut? No, let's let's hear that one too. I didn't even know it was a female until hours way later, sometime later on that night, uh, before I even found out that it was a female. And you know, because the call of shots fired had went out, um, you know, it was later I, you know, found out that the uh, subject did not have a weapon. But there was no way to know that at that time. And I could not fully see her hands or what was in the backpack or what the intentions of. A lot of problems there that any, any um, investigative board should have heard during his, his testimony to them if it were the same as what he told Lester Holt. One, he didn't know if it was a woman. He didn't know that it was a woman until uh, hours later, which is extremely problematic in and of itself because he didn't properly identify his target whatsoever. He didn't have a good view. He also said he didn't see any hands, so that means he did not. He was not able to see any motion. He didn't know if she was carrying a weapon, which he did identify himself. He did say that. Um, the, the, one of the other problems is there were so many people there that weren't doing anything. They, they, were not do, they were not trying to get through those doors. They were just standing behind her and around her. And all that was separating that gun and Lieutenant Michael Byrd from any of them was Wooden Doors and Ashley Babbitt. That was it. One of the things you're taught as a police officer is identify your your target shoot for center of mass but also identify the line of fire and make sure that nobody can be hit by a stray bullet any any training not even law enforcement training you go down to cape gunworks they'll tell you this as part of your your training and certification in firearm safety identify what's behind your target that's what anybody with a good firearms handler will tell you or or do identify what is behind your target so that you don't mistakenly shoot somebody or put somebody else's life in danger or shoot something that you didn't mean to shoot he didn't do any of that he had blatant disregard so and this guy's still uh still out there able to carry a firearm unbelievable 30 million dollar lawsuit right now again filed by judicial watch it makes some strong arguments and brings up some history that I don't think we, we really knew before. Very, very damning history. Just some guy thinking that D.C., the streets of D.C. are the Wild West, and you can just shoot at uh, teenagers that stole your car. That was a case for everybody. You'd hear gunshots every single night all around the city. This is the Howie Car Show.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. We'll get to the phone lines in just a moment here. Just a, a few Epstein document dump updates. Uh, some more clarification on the Maxwell, the Ghislaine Maxwell and Clinton connection. Ghislaine Maxwell apparently refused to comply with discovery requests seeking information on her connection with the Clinton Foundation. They wanted to know if Maxwell or her organizations received Clinton funding, according to Technofog. Uh, in the documents, defendant has refused to comply with a discovery request seeking information about her connection to the Clinton Foundation. Of course, if defendant or any of her organizations, uh, this is Ghislaine Maxwell, is receiving funding from the Clinton Foundation, that would provide a clear motive for her to slant testimony on this subject. So Ghislaine has, uh, was not uh, cooperating. Witness described seeing Prince Andrew and Princess Sarah Ferguson, Fergie, at Epstein's home. Also ID'd Donald Trump and RFK Jr., apparently. A witness said it was Prince Andrew, it was Princess Sarah, Sarah the wife of Andrew, Sarah Ferguson. The questioner asks, Ferguson, yes. And who else? Mr. Trump, that's a celebrity. <laughs> Mr. Robert Kennedy Jr., Mr. Frederick Fakai. Um, this is, uh, this is, by the way, who, what celebrities did you understand that he spoke with? I don't know who he spoke to, but because I never listened to his conversations, but I saw guests at the house that were celebrities. So now Trump is at the Epstein home, according to one witness, uh, who seems to have been a housekeeper. Prince Andrew is described as receiving daily massages, massages at Epstein's home, the uh, questioner asks, and so when he would come and stay during that time, would he frequently have massages? The witness, I would says daily massages. They have a daily massage. I don't sweat, um, or I didn't sweat at the time. More on Trump. Uh, the witness said he never stayed at the home. The questioner asks, Mr. now Mr. Trump had a home in Palm Beach, correct? Uh-huh. So he didn't come and stay there, did he? No, never. He would come for a meal. He would come, have dinner. He never sat at the table. He eat with me in the kitchen. Trump ate with the help. Apparently, according to this witness. Uh, and there's, there's more that's, that's still coming out. Obviously, they're, they're continuing to go through all this stuff. 844-542-42. Scott, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a retired police sergeant, and I was a firearms instructor for about eight years. Uh, those two shootings you described of Mr. Bird, neither of those is remotely justified. Um, you know, the only time you could possibly shoot at a moving vehicle is if they're trying to kill you with the vehicle. And But the, if you're going to employ deadly force, you have to articulate that... Deadly force was pointed under, at you. Yeah, yeah, that you, you know, that your perception was that you you or someone close to you that you're supposed to protect is an imminent threat of grievous bodily harm, and for him to shoot her like that, there's no way and any other cop anywhere else in America wouldn't have been charged with at least manslaughter. It's just disgusting. Absolutely, no, you're you're right, Scott. I mean, he he thought it was just cowboys and Indians, and he was just he's. He was the sheriff. He was the law around these parts, and he thought he could be a, a gunslinger. 
He thought he was the rifleman, Matt Dillon. And <laughs> this shooting in the Capitol was completely unjustifiable. Nothing justifiable about it. I can imagine he, he might have been a little, little scared, a little nervous, but, you know, cops deal with stuff all the time where they're scared or nervous. There's other uses of force before a firearm. You know, there was nothing justifying that. Yeah, the only the only thing I've uh, not the only thing I've ever said, but one of one of the things I've always pointed out is uh, as as maybe a motive to have shot at Ashley Babbitt is that he didn't know what was in the backpack, and that could have been dangerous. But even if you don't know what's in the backpack, thinking about it a little more deeply, you fire a shot at an explosive, assuming that could have been in the backpack, which is exactly what you're supposed to assume. Uh, you're you're dealing with a deadly situation that. For a lot of people behind her, around her, in front of her, so you, you really shouldn't be firing um, when when you don't know what the threat is exactly. You're you're precisely correct, Scott. Thanks so much for the call. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Dennis, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, Taylor, uh, if, um, if one thing about Ashley Babbitt's murder, and I will call it murder because if uh, George Floyd. Floyd's death was a murder. Ashley Babbitt's death is a murder. One one thing that screams for investigation is the fact that her the person who shot her was the only officer and hundreds of officers among tens of thousands of demonstrators who saw that it was, who who saw that it was a fitting time to draw his service uh, weapon and uh, never mind never mind fire it at anybody just to draw it upon anybody. Right. Uh, you're right. He was the only one. The other ones, I mean, they, they were they were met with an entire mob outside of the Capitol and they were standing there trying to hold the barricade. None of them, none of them drew their firearm. Yet you have a few, I would say, you know, half a dozen to a dozen people in a, a hallway and a corridor. And Ashley Babbitt tries to crawl through the, the glass uh, partition and he unloads on her. He, just, he fires one shot perfectly placed into her neck i believe and and killed her it was it was awful but knowing this guy's history and the lack of judgment he executed uh on that day and in those instances in the past the judicial watch has it right here the the u.s government the capitol police force and and the governing governing board congress i mean that's they they knew about this guy's actions in the past, he should not have been on the force anymore. Thanks for the call, Dennis. 844-500-4242. John, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, John. Hey, Taylor. How are you? Good. Uh, can you take me off speakerphone, please? Yes. Thank you very uh, much. So, I have a question for you. Yep. Disconnect, uh, please. Uh, the question is, I want to know, I'm uh, glad to see that the parents are stepping up against uh, for Ashley Barrett. But I also want to know what the parents of, like, all the individuals from the Afghanistan, all the 13 soldiers, if you've heard any insight of whether they're stepping up to do anything. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I can, can, you, can you sue the president of the United States for... Uh, putting them into a, a dangerous situation. I mean, they they were in a, a war zone, a zone that was, you know, there were known threats there at that time and, and pretty much at all times. 
it shouldn't have that should not have been the fate to befall them, John. But it's as as any armed service member will tell you, that's unfortunately a grim outcome. That's always a possibility. Uh, should not have happened. Absolutely should not have happened. We should not have withdrawn the way that we did. And it's a damn shame. And that blood is on Joe Biden's hands. And he should be held responsible for it. He is he is responsible for it. He should be held accountable for it. But I don't know if there's any any other recourse that can be taken. Uh, I just don't know. 844-500-4242. Heather, thanks for calling in. You're next on the Howie Carr Show. Go ahead, Heather. Hey, so I just wanted to call in. Um, I agree with everybody, with the, the Ashley Babbitt and uh, everything. I would just watch Joe Biden do a hate speech on TV yeah. and target Trump and target MAGA. And I also want to say that I, I attended a Trump rally where he had those 13 families in attendance. Great. And Trump is the only one I've seen take care of those families and even acknowledge that their children were killed over there in that botched, you know, disaster Biden did. But he was on TV. I just want to remind people that America started with rebellion, and our, father, our forefathers are insurrectionists. And he sat on TV today and used January 6th as a weapon against anybody, you know, conservative, MAGA, Republicans. We were targeted the whole time, and it's causing this... Well, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to stop you for a second right there. First of all, I don't think that's a great, great point to use in pointing out that our forefathers were insurrectionists because what you're doing there is you're legitimizing Joe Biden and the Democrats' cries that this was an insurrection on January 6th. I don't think it was. Does not amount to that um, whatsoever. It was. It was a, a mob that got out of control. It was not an insurrection. Nothing. No government was overturned. Uh, no. Uh, no. Elected members were were harmed. Um, nobody was was taken hostage. No, nothing nothing was changed as a result of the events of that day. So I'd I'd be a little wary of of using that uh, that point and making any arguments with uh, with the other side if if you choose to do so. Thanks so much for the call. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Rick, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, how you doing, sir? All right. I just wanted to point out to your listeners, uh, Dick, Dick Durbin, a congressman from Chicago, is introducing legislation to allow these invaders into our military after... In return for citizenship, yeah. Right, but I mean, after forcing our people out by, by the vax. And I mean, that's real, real evil. And I just have a couple other points, and I, I know I didn't ask for the other, uh, and they're, they're, they're similar. But the 70,000 healthcare workers that were fired because they wouldn't be injected with this experimental drug. And then plus the, the, the last point is Barry Obama. You know, he introduced, he signed legislation, you know, that took away habeas corpus. So now they can call us terrorists or whatever and throw us in jail indefinitely and not give us a trial. I mean, these are all interrelated things. It's It's... It's pretty scary what's going down, you know? It is. Uh, yeah, good good recall with the, the Dick Durbin thing. 
I don't think these these migrants, I, I mean, do you really think any of them are going to sign up for the military? I mean, they come over here and are given free entry and they're damn almost guaranteed citizenship in the next uh, year or so if, if Joe Biden feels that he's not going to win the election. Uh, you really think they're going to sign up for the military? No, and and they've probably been propagandized just like the American people, but but only against us as people, you know. Right, exactly. Thank you very much for the call, Rick. Uh, five oh eight, and uh, yeah, uh, let's see, five oh eight, and Limerick guy Taylor. The rifleman was Chuck Connors. Um, Matt Dillon was the other one. Marshal Matt Dillon. See. That's where Howie, Howie can get those things correct because he watched those when they were brand new episodes. And so did Joe Biden, by the way. I'm not comparing the two. They were just happened to be around. And Howie liked the rifleman. But I was not around. And I, I don't watch the MeTV reruns either. Uh, 508 says, please tell Taylor assumptions are never a justification to employ deadly force. That's what I said. You know, assume that they're... You have to make assumptions, though. You You can't... You have to assume the worst in those situations. But if you're assuming the worst, that there's an explosive in the backpack, the least responsible thing you can do is fire a straight shot where the shot was, where Ashley was almost horizontal in that uh, partition, and he shot through her neck. It could very well could have hit an explosive if there were an explosive in the backpack. I'm not saying that there is. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Johnny, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Johnny. Hi, Taylor. I, I wanted to make a, a little analogy about something. Um, back in nineteen with uh, January sixth, back in seventy five, you know the old bus and garden. They used to sell tickets at the windows. There was no such thing as Ticketron or any of that. So right. we got tickets. We wanted to buy tickets to Led Zeppelin. This was 1975. Mm-hmm. So we got there at mid- midnight for 10 o'clock ticket window opening the next day. And there was probably 100 people there. And they op- they ended up, they used to close all the old Boston guys at the train station after the last train. And so what happened was it was bitter cold that night. So they let us in out of the goodness of their hearts. And they let us into um, the garden to wait until 10 o'clock the next morning. And by this time, there's probably a 1,000 people in there just sitting there in the seats waiting. And the Bruins had played that night, so the ice is open. So everybody's out on the ice, slipping and sliding around, just, you know, goofing around. Goofing around, yeah. Goofing around. So what happens? Some nitwits decide that they're going to break into the concession stand. Uh. Just a few, not, not everybody. And they break into the concession stand. They're stealing souvenirs. They're stealing cases of beer. Um, not a, like I say, a, a very small minority of these people. Right. I've, I've got about thirty seconds here, Johnny. Throughout. Okay. So that this is my analogy. That's what happened on the sixth, January sixth. Uh, uh, there was a certain group of nitwits in the Capitol, but the majority of people were just there to protest you know, their beliefs. Right. You know, you're exactly right, Johnny. Thank, thanks very much for the call. As Joe Biden said today, he said there are about 1,200 people that have been arrested. I highly doubt that the 1,200 people made their way into the Capitol. Um, th- these were people that were around the area. They were there for the, the, 
the Freedom Rally that was being held, the Save Our Country, Take America Back rally, whatever it was, uh, on the mall. But I, I doubt very much that 1,200 people made their way into the Capitol that day. 844-500-4242 will be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show returns after this. Howie Carr is back. Over 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. 140 police officers were injured? Okay. Okay. I don't believe that for a second. 844-500-4242. We've got uh, about a minute left here, so we'll take one or two more calls at, uh, as quickly as we can. Bill, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, uh, Taylor. Hey. I was watching, uh, I watched a, a little mini documentary put together by the father of one of the people that was arrested unjustly. And in it, there was video right before Ashley was shot. And they're in a portico. And what what's amazing is I think it was planned because there are guards standing at the door and somebody comes up with, like, a flagpole and starts ramming the window. They just stepped aside and allowed them to break this window. Why? Why would they do that? And the, and the person doing the video turns to the left, looks through the window, and that police officer was standing there. Well, these these cops were apparently told. I've got to hold you there, Bill, because we got to we got to move. Those cops were apparently told not to intervene because they were they led people they led people on interview uh, on tours of, of the Capitol building. But uh, Mr. Bird, ever the hero gunslinger, couldn't listen to orders. We'll be right back.